Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Hue Capital Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jaleesa Juju Fontaine. I just want to thank you all once again for tuning into my baby, Hue Capital. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce you all to influential black and brown leaders, innovators, and founders as we dissect the intersection of business, tech, and culture across numerous industries. Through this podcast, not only will you be introduced to insights surrounding building the relationships, skill, and industry knowledge necessary to develop a career that suits your passion, but you will also gain a sense of what it means to build and or create a business that makes social impact and generates revenue. To my amazing community of career transitioners, job seekers, and founders, I got you. After becoming the first black woman to serve as student government president at SUNY Albany and also experiencing my own career transition in 2019 from pursuing medicine into digital health and corporate wellness, I have witnessed the career struggles of young professionals firsthand. With that, I am prepared to leverage my platforms to set you up for success. So let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of my interview with Miguel. So like I said before, you all heard his journey, you learned about everything that he's been doing to break into tech and design, and not only break into it, but he's been flourishing a little bit. He's doing pretty well. And I use the word pretty very loosely, he's doing very well. Uh, so what I wanted to do was to ensure that not only are you learning about his journey and understanding the direction of his career, but you're actually learning a skill from him. And that skill that we're gonna talk about today as mentioned is, four main tips on how to actually build a community. I'll tell you why we're doing that. A lot of you recognize that there is a lack of representation in certain things like finance, design, technology. It's in everything, let's just be honest. And a lot of you want to build a community, but you have fears of how to do so. And I've seen Miguel do his work. He's very consistent in his work and he motivates a lot of people. And I think that if there's anybody I need to bring here to talk about it, it's Miguel. Yes, yes mm -hmm. it is. <laughs> All right, y'all. So before I get to a chatty, Miguel, give us a lesson, four main tips on how to build a community. And if you want to make it specific, you can say the UX community, whatever you prefer. Well, first of all, I appreciate uh, you having me here again and also appreciate all the kind words you just said about me. Uh, I super admire you. So thanks so much. Uh, but yeah, building a community, uh, I think, is super, super, is a super important skill to have. And so I think the first thing that you need to start with is you cannot build a community if you're not building a community around something that you're genuinely passionate about. Because as a community leader, you need to be able to sell people on why they should be in that community. And so your passion is going to be so imperative. So the first thing when it comes to building a community is identifying something that you're genuinely passionate about. It doesn't have to be something that you're particularly good at. It's just something that you want to bring people around for. So for example, myself, uh, I've, I am currently building two communities a UX community, but specifically within UX, a community for beginners, because that is what I do. I am an instructor and I help beginners learn UX. And then on the other side, I am deeply concerned with the state of our politics and the state of our government. So I am creating a youth civic engagement community. These are two spaces that I move very comfortably in. And so I'm leading with uh, passion first and foremost. And that may sound cheesy, but I promise you it's not because I'm not the cheesy kind of person. I like to tell it like it is. And I find that a lot of people are giving advice on how to start a community, but they're not talking about starting with communities that you're 
passionate about, communities about something that you're passionate about. So that's my first one. What, what would you say to that, Juju? Is that a, a good starting point? You are literally on point. I would say that you mentioned something in a prior interview about it's not necessarily about how much of an expert you are in that space. It's a matter of the fact that you care about it so much that you're going to do whatever it takes to solve any problem that exists in that space. Or if there's one particular problem, you're going to figure out how to lock in and solve that problem. So to your point, for anybody who wants to start a community, focus on how to add value, how to solve that problem, and how to rally up a group of people like we're talking about a community to make that happen. So I think you hit it right on the nail. Juju, I always tell people, and this is like a little line that I've memorized because I say it so often, when you're building a community, you're serving, right? People who want to serve don't have everything that they need to give. People who want to serve give everything to those who need it. That's it. That's the flip of the line. You don't have to know everything. You just have to be passionate about it and wanting to give everything to the people you want to serve. And so with that, I would say that the next thing you need to do, number two, is you need to identify the one, two, or three things that you are gonna focus on when it comes to how you're going to build this community. Because especially right now, when we look at community builders, you could do so many things. You could host events, you could host workshops, you can host clubhouse rooms, you can put out content, you could put YouTube videos out there. You could do so many different things to bring people together post-corona. I'm sure a lot of in-person movements, but uh, you're gonna get lost in the sauce if you try to do way too many things, especially early on. Pick a main, you know, driver for us at UX Come Up. It's events. That's how we're bringing really people together. And then content and all YouTube and all of that. That's secondary. That comes after. But the main focus, the main driver, is uh, those events, those live events for us, where we host events uh, once a month that are free right now. Um, and so I would say that number two, the main thing you have, one of the main things you have to do is identify what those one, two, or three things are which it sounds like, you know, that's what y'all are doing at Milena Vision as well. So I think we have that in common. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And, and then I, I'd say just to keep just to keep it moving, then number three, uh, getting right to it. And this is something that I was not good at uh, to begin with, which is uh, you need to be able to bring together people that are going to help you build this community. You cannot do it alone. I thought I could do it alone. I was doing it alone so much that I was damn near running every single monthly event myself and trying to grow this community and trying to promote it and trying to do all of these things. But community builders are not just community builders. They are leaders. They are team builders. They are, you know, people that are leading the charge for a group of people to believe in something. And so uh, a key part of building a community is knowing how to lead people, having great leadership skills, having great communication skills, having great selling, you know, salespersonship skills. So uh, that is something that I've learned over time. And so now I'm delegating left and right. Now I have somebody who's running the meetup account. Now I have somebody who's running the IG account. Now we have people helping us with guests. Now we have people who are setting up the infrastructure of the events and I'm sort of bringing all of these pieces together. So you got to make a decision. Do you want to be a contributor or do you want to be a leader of this community? Because oftentimes you can't do two things at once and that's going to be really, really difficult. Uh, and so the last thing that I would say when it comes to building a community, just to wrap it right up, and this is something that I can go off on, um, but uh, especially in 2021, content, 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 content. There are so many different 
things that you can uh, talk about when it comes to content, whether it's how to get a job, whether it's, you know, personal brand or whether it's community, the things that the one string that all of those three things have in common is that content can help you get there. So right now, uh, you know, with my own content, that really was the foundation with my own content on LinkedIn. And that was the foundation of my UX community. That is how I was able to reach so many people. And now we're doing events that are bringing in a hundred plus people per event on Zoom. You know, Clubhouse makes things easy because you just open an app on Zoom. You got to go to your calendar, you got to click on join Zoom, open Zoom, you got to turn on your camera, you got to turn it off, you got to mic your, there's so many things that we're asking people to do. And we're damn near getting 100 plus people to do that, to take those seven actions just to sit there and listen to us. But that's because we've developed that trust through content. We're constantly in front of people, we have that presence, people know us, people know you know, who we are and what we do. People recognize the brand, that green color. Whenever they see that green branding, they know that's UX come up. And a big part of what this is, is the the vibe of your content. So at our events, which I also consider to be content for us, at our events, for example, I play 30 minutes of music and sometimes I'm mixing real in real time. I'm live mixing for those 30 minutes. I do a little bit of DJ on the side just to kind of, you know, uh, relax a little bit. So I'm, I'm DJing for 30 minutes before those events, making them super popping and different. And so that now is something that people associate with the UX come up brand. This isn't a stiff UX community. Uh, and they see this in our content. Our content is fun. The way we talk to people, it's not, you know, corporate. It's very relaxed. It's very slang heavy. So uh, a big part of content is not only putting it out, but making it cohesive, making it have a vibe that people will come to remember you for. And that ends up being the hook. So the first thing is getting them to believe in what you're building, right? And believe in this idea, but then is hooking them back in with constant reminders. And those constant reminders is content. Yes, I love that. And like I said, even though the episode is called Four Tips on How to Build Community, I do want to throw in a bonus. So I have a bonus question for you. Let's do it. question is, what tools are you using to build your community? So what tech tools or whatever tools are you using to build? Okay, so number one, Meetup, which I've mentioned a couple of times over the span of the two uh, episodes. Uh, I know people use Eventbrite. I personally like Meetup. I find that it's easy. Some of the interface elements on the organizer side are a bit outdated, so Meetup got to get on that. Um, And their messaging uh, tool is complete trash. Uh, However, um, I would not use a event organizing tool for messages anyway, which leads me to my second tool is Slack. Um, Slack is super popping for community organizers because you're going to want a way, especially in this digital world, for people to stay connected. Mm-hmm. So the equivalent of you go to you know, some sort of uh, conference and then you're chopping it up with people at the happy hour afterwards, right? Where do you continue that conversation? If you're hosting events, if you're trying to build community and there's no people for people to, if there's no place for people to connect afterwards, you're going to lose that community. Yeah. Um, so that is what we're doing with our Slack. Our Slack now has over 400 uh, members, I think, which may not be a lot to other larger communities. To that's me, that blows my mind. You know, 
You're crazy. That's a lot, right? Uh, there's other chat platforms like Discord, which I would, you know, uh, give an opportunity to. Uh, and then in terms of the way we stay organized internally, we're super, let me correct that. I'm super, super on the Notion wave right now. Notion is everything. I've transferred, just to go back to my uh, my company for a second, I've transferred our entire Rita operations to Notion. Everything from our clients, everything from our sprint planning, which is two week, we work in two week sprints. Um, everything from our projects, everything from our, you know, to-dos, our branding, everything lives on this tool called Notion, which is a productivity app that is based on data. So you can have different instances of data. Like for example, a client list, that's data. So for events, for community building uh, speakers, that's data. So it all comes from this database and then you can you know, customize it in different ways, create pages, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so uh, Notion is how we say organized. And we use a lot of creative tools like Figma for our social media assets. I know a lot of people use Canva, which mm -hmm. is easier uh, you know, for folks that are not uh, super design oriented. <laughs> but for those that wanna push the limits a little bit more, Figma is free, it's browser-based, you don't need to download anything. Um, and yeah, I would say those are the tools um, that I can think of off the top of my head. Yes, thank you so much, Miguel. So once again, everybody, make sure that you are exemplifying compassion for what you're talking about. Make sure you have an idea of what tools you need to know, need to use for these platforms. Uh, make sure you're understanding what it means to be a true leader, right? You can be a builder and being a builder is amazing, but if you wanna build something that can scale, please, please think about how to develop those leadership skills and how to think about what does a real powerful team look like to actually expand, right? Miguel talked about having about three to 400 people in his Slack community and one person can't do that by themselves. It's a lot of work, it's a lot. And in reality, Miguel is teaching people through General Assembly. He's meeting people at other tech communities. He is meeting people at work. And even then you still need more people to lure them back to your platform because you really wanna make them feel like they're joining something big. Not just a person, but they're joining a system that's gonna work in their favor, all right, you all? So I'll sit here and dissect all five. I just gave you guys three reminders. Go ahead and remember to listen back again to get the other two. Um, but I really wanna say, Miguel, I appreciate this. You body the interview, you body the skill part. And everybody <laughs> listening, I don't know what else to tell you. He did that. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. I just wanna shout you right back on your own uh, channel. Uh, I super appreciate what you're doing. I'm inspired by what you're doing. And just one more thing, I'm super inspired right now. I think there's a, there's a moment that's been happening, that should have been happening, that has always been happening, just not recognized for women in tech, but it's specifically uh, women of color in tech. I think y'all are killing it right now. I'm so inspired and I'm just you know lucky to be able to chop it up with somebody like you. Um, so I appreciate you right back. And uh, I'm learning a thing or two about community building just by watching. Thank you. I learned it from you too, man. Listen, I, I'll say this. I did the music thing and I definitely wasn't consistent with it. So I might have to back <laughs> that again and try to start using that again. <laughs> ideas, ideas y'all. Listen, IP, IP. It's a property. Watch out for people like me. Or just hit me up. I'll DJ on your events. For Listen, I might need that. Listen, I might just, because I, I, I shouldn't DJ. I'll sing, but I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, oh. I, I, sing. I sing and song, right? So that's low keto. Oh, we're going to need a part three. Listen, that, that might be a thing. You never know. Stay tuned. I have a few songs recorded. I might just drop it, y'all. <laughs> you never know.
Listen. But anyway, everybody, once again, thank you all so much. Stay tuned for our next episode. And once again, if you enjoy this, please like, subscribe, check out the YouTube channel. If you are on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you're on YouTube, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to listen to the audio and let us know what you need. Let us know who you want and we'll we'll provide that to you. All right, everybody. So have a great one. Take care. And uh, yeah. Thank y'all.